from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd be sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Right here, we're at the Omni Host Hotel, Bridgestone Arena, a couple blocks away. Place is already busy. A lot of Kentucky fans. Like I said, if economics are your thing, you can't have Kentucky lose. If they're winning, money is spent, they're happy. If they lose, don't be asking me for tickets because they'll be everywhere, right? They'll be plentiful. Oh, Miss Evie joins us. And Evie, I was going to ask you about Chris Beard, but I noticed that you're not here. So obviously, the basketball thing wasn't all that attractive, right? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let's just let's just say I'm I'm uh, saving the travel budget maybe for uh, uh, Coach Yo's women's basketball team. I got you. <laughs> Understand. <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> What's the latest on the basketball search? Well, I I actually expect a press conference, the official press conference, probably the beginning of next week. I wouldn't be surprised if an announcement came out today. Um, if it if it comes out, if it doesn't come out today, then I would expect Monday. I don't think it'll be over the weekend, but I I think it's imminent. So um, you know. That'll be a, a new era in Ole Miss men's basketball. Now, let me just make sure I understand this. It's imminent, but you mean Chris Beard. Yes, yes, I, I do mean Chris Beard. That is, unless Ole Miss athletic director Keith Carter is just uh, pulling the biggest you know, fake out in known demand, I think uh, those of us who've been – who've been on this for, for the last couple of weeks have really seen um, things just narrow down pretty much to, to Beard. So I think everyone, there's not anybody who covers Ole Miss that doesn't think that that's who it's going to be. I got to say, Evie, I haven't heard another name. That doesn't make it right, but I, I don't know of another name right. involved in this. Do you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, there were some, you know, there was some talk for a while. Uh, Dusty May, you know, his affiliation coaching with Mike White, who was a former teammate of Keith Carter. And uh, but no, seriously, in terms of, of exactly what you say, it's it's been seems to have been Chris Beard from pretty much the beginning. 
Yeah, of course, there was a lot of vetting to be done and, and stuff like that. And we kept hearing, you know, beard, 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 but tempering with, you know, unless anything else comes up in the vetting. So, uh, but as far as, as far as everything, we continue to hear that's, I think, what the announcement will be. Shannon in South Bend, and I think, Evie, you know where this question is going, says reports out here saying the Irish Notre Dame will land Ole Miss coach. Is it Marty? Is it pronounced Biagi? Yes. Yes. Okay. As their next special teams coordinator, ask Evie if this is a good hire. Evie, you just (laughs) want to hang up now, or what do you want to do with this? Well, I just, you know, a lot of times special teams coach when Lane Kiffin is the head coach, um, it's, yeah. you know, it's just got to be, uh, you know, keep your head on a swivel because you're, you're, you're probably not going to be punting a lot, you know, so there isn't that. And, and, you know, I don't think Kiffin really uh, has much affinity for field goals either. So, I mean, it's kind of a, a coaching, a special teams coaches uh, under Kiffin, it's probably a different world. But that being said, I think I really like Coach Biaggi. He's a good recruiter. Um, he spent just the 2022 season as the special teams coordinator for Ole Miss. They ranked second in the SEC in field goal percentage. Uh, they were second in the SEC with three blocked punts um, and kicks. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think he did a really good job. I just think, again, it's kind of challenging, you know, with, with Ole Miss because they don't quite run their special teams in, in maybe the most traditional of ways. No, it's true. And now, now you said they were number two in field goal percentage. That's with two field goals kicked the whole year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not hard. It's not hard to do when that's when that's all you have. I interestingly, we had a funny little clip that came out yesterday. The kicker that transferred from A and M to Ole Miss uh, in this off season yesterday at practice, apparently, you know, they're all getting geared up for wanting to take off for spring break. And if he made, Caden Davis is his name, if he made a a field goal, they sent a little video out, uh, looked to be a pretty lengthy field goal, then the team got to have spring break early. They got to leave early. So, yeah, there's a little bit of pressure there. And uh, he nailed it and everybody celebrated. And so the whole team got to take off early because the, the kicker made the field goal. Ole Miss Evie, the Rebel Walk, joins us every Friday right here in this slot. We're at the Omni Nashville Hotel site of the host hotel for the SEC basketball tournament. From basketball to let's go baseball next. Now, arm depth, maybe not what they want it to be, but this team rakes. This team hits the baseball Evie, we haven't gotten into league play yet, but probably a better hitting team than last year's team that won the national championship. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's only there are only two teams in the NCAA right now that have four everyday starters hitting four hundred or better. Ole Miss is one. Uh New Mexico is is one. So that was interesting. But wow. right now, uh Jacob Gonzalez, Ethan Groff, Calvin Harris, and Peyton Chatney all are hitting above four hundred. I think Calarco, Anthony Calarco, the transfer is 
like at 390. So, you know, they, wow. they, you're right. They can rake. They're really, really hitting the ball well. And Peyton Chatagnier, I mean, I've always been a big Peyton Chatagnier fan, the, the second baseman. And he has, um, he, he's made a transformation this season. He's put on, he's put on some, some muscle weight. He's cut his hair. He doesn't have his long flowing locks. So he looks, he's pretty serious out there. So it's, it's, uh, going to be interesting to see how they do when they get into some SEC pitching, which this is the final weekend of non-conference baseball, and Ole Miss gets to open the SEC with Vandy, at, at Vandy. Right. <laughs> so that's going, to be, that's going to be a great game. And, and uh, Evie, I'm here, but this Vandy team, I think they're better than last year, but they don't rake. They they still top to bottom, and their pitching depth isn't what it needs to be either. They beat Evansville the other night. I know midweek games aren't predictors. I know they're different in 17 innings. They beat Evansville the other night. This game ended at like 4 a.m. or something. Yeah, I was keeping up with that. Not until 4 a.m., but I was definitely (laughs) keeping up with that. And, yeah, that was was interesting. Uh, Ole Miss. Their midweek game was against Southern Miss, right? And um, that you know they won that game pretty pretty handily, and that was interesting. That's always you know ten thousand fans there, you know midweek game, but big big in state rivalry um, rematch of last year's super regional. So that was a good one, and you know several home runs in that game also for the Rebels. So again, I'm really really just. Super interested to see how these hitters do against SEC pitching. Just a little note. I don't know why I thought of this. Tennessee last year, Tony Valls, they led the nation in hitting, home runs, and ERA, which is impossible to do. (laughs) The other night, Tuesday night, Evie, now this just to give you a juxtaposition. Tuesday night they're playing – who were they playing? They were playing uh, Boston College. Yes, that's right. Extra innings. Tennessee's got a man on third with no outs to win the game. All they got to do is get him home with a chopper to first, and they lose the game. They can't get him home. So <laughs> things are a little, yeah, things are a little I, different right now. <laughs> well, I, how did how did Tony Valls handle that? Because I cannot think he was very happy to, uh, to see such an event. Not good. And something in the postgame about teams wanting it more than the other team. Things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ole Miss plays uh, this weekend. They play. They host Purdue. So another Big Ten team. You know, yep. they were they were in a Big Ten tournament last weekend. So they played more Big Ten teams than anything at this point. So that that's going to be uh, another one that'll be interesting to watch. I saw where it's the. Uh, First time in over 50 years that Purdue is facing the defending national champion. So, come on into Swayze, Purdue. Any football news? Anything to note? Um, no, not really. Ole Miss did hire uh, a special teams coach. Going back to to that, um, Jake Schoonover is his name, and he comes in. He's been uh, spent his last season with Butch Jones at Arkansas State. So um, that's going to be – He, I, I think he, you know, did a good job with the Red Wolves, and so we'll we'll see, but that kind of goes back to the conversation on Marty Biagi. So really that's about it. Um, you know, just 
just getting geared up for, for spring, March 21st, first spring practice, and then let all the quarterback hoopla begin. Josh in Pickerington, Ohio, formerly of London, Ohio, says, Bill, ask Evie if she has any snake stories. And just a background, <laughs> she's in, she lives in Texas where there's a snake every two feet probably when you're walking. So do you have a recent snake story? Um, I don't have a recent one, but I, I'll, let, I'll give folks a little background. I have a barn swallow nest that the swallows come back to every year and it's right outside my bedroom window on the porch and that's where I engage in the most battles with snakes because these barn swallows come they're right outside my window they have the cutest little baby birds known to man and snakes slither up the pole and try and get them so I've I've devised all sorts of attempts uh, at uh home remedy ways of stopping snakes from getting birds. So not yet, but the swallows have shown up, so it, it'll be soon. Have you ever missed and knocked your window out? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but in my in my panic, that could happen because nothing will wake you up like seeing a snake slithering up a pole at uh, 3 a.m. That is. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Evie, appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Oh, Miss Evie. Every Friday, join us. She'll have a snake story for you. Just, just wait. They're coming. They're coming. Kevin Hagen, when we return, Omni Nashville Hotel. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at baseballhall.org. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Patty's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, this is trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Need to know anything about college football? Consult with the Encyclopedia Bill Tanica every morning. Kevin Higgins back. He's been back with us several weeks now. Talking Alabama. Take a listen. The basketball team, a Final Four type team, is it in their best interest to play out this SEC tournament, Kevin, and win? You know, the reality is I think if Alabama wins on Friday against the winner of Mississippi State and Florida, I think Alabama will lock up that number one seed uh, in the South region. And that's the goal. Alabama wants to play the first two rounds at Legacy Arena in Birmingham, move to the KMC, uh, KFC Yum Center in Louisville uh, for the South region, and then hopefully on to NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas for the Final Four. It's always great. Alabama would love to win their eighth SEC uh, tournament championship. You always like to have momentum. But it's not a must. I mean, I don't think it's a must, you know, that they that they necessarily win these next three games. What is important moving forward is that Alabama's guard play improves. Uh, you look at the last four games going uh, back, starting at the South Carolina game, uh, Alabama's 25 of 116 in their threes for 21.5%. Uh, so Mark Sears and Javon Quinterly and Jaden Bradley and Ryan Griffin, you know, March is all about guard play. And Alabama's, Alabama has the best player in the country in Brandon Miller. But like every other team, Alabama's going to go as far as their guard play takes them. There's been some questions about maybe it's time that uh, Javon Quinterly start instead of Mark Sears. So for me, Nashville is going to be all about 
getting the three-point shot back, getting the guard play going again, uh, and getting rhythm before the uh, the tournament. And uh, congratulations to Brandon Miller on being named not only freshman of the year in the SEC, but also SEC player of the year, well-deserved. He's also been named as a finalist um, for the Julius Irving Award as the top um, so, uh, small forward in America. But I just want to say something. Um, to the Naismith committee who left Brandon Miller out of the final 15, uh, and in doing so, they did it playing judge and jury. Uh, all I can say to you is uh, go out and buy yourselves a great big tube of KY jelly and shove your trophy where the sun doesn't shine. That's a freaking criminal sin. He's the best player in America. Stop playing judge and jury with an athletic award. You mentioned the guard play. I've had a few Bama fans hit me up, just business is one of them, and said ever since the, quote, incident. Has nothing to do with it. That they're not playing well. I don't believe that. In talking to Chris, I don't believe that for a second. That's a real easy cop-out answer. Um, not attacking my good buddy, this business. That's how basketball flows. I mean, basketball is like baseball. I mean, you, you can be hitting 350, and all of a sudden you go into a slump. Right. Uh, same play with perimeter shooting um, in, in Alabama. You know, Chris Stewart has talked about this on the radio. Brian Pasek, uh, color commentator on Bama radio, former great Alabama guard himself, has talked about it. you ebb and flow in shooting. Um, so Alabama has for the season has shot 34 percent from three point range. They're averaging 10 threes a game. They're far too talented of the shooters for this funk to continue. You just hope. Thank heavens it's reared his head now and not when we get to the NCAA tournament. So I don't think that there's any connection between those two things. They've found ways to win. Now, kudos to Texas A&M uh, for the win last Saturday. They shot phenomenally from the free throw line. And, hey, they're a great, great basketball team. I don't make a connection between the two. I think that it's just a temporary thing with the three-point shooting. We'll get it back. They've found other ways to win. Thank heavens Noah Clowney uh, and Charles Bediaco have been as strong as they are on the boards. It's just um, it's like a baseball batting slump, Bill. Those threes are going to start falling again, uh, and when they do, uh, the tide will be rolling. To the baseball team, Kevin Hagan with us, joins us every Friday. Undefeated, which is hard to do. Now, I've had some say, yeah, Bill, the competition hasn't been all that significant. Well, it's still hard to win. Baseball is hard, and it's hard to continue to win. Talk about how well they play. No, it is. It is. I'll admit, uh, Alabama baseball, 14-0, the last undefeated team in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not saying they're the best team. Uh, the competition hasn't been great. Alabama uh, not getting to go to Pepperdine a couple weeks ago. Alabama's played 13 of their 14 baseball games in the friendly confines there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, but like you said, you know, it, it's hard to win 14 baseball games, and, and they've done it. And kudos to Brad Bohannon. Uh, the pitching's been great. You know, Ben Hess, Luke Holman, Grayson Hitt, uh, Jacob Maneri, those four starters uh, they all have really really strong eras ben hess is 184 uh, alabama has four players uh matt gassetti the drew williamson andrew pickney they're all hitting over 400 i mean the reality is gonna the rubber's gonna hit the road next saturday when alabama travels to gainesville florida to play the number six florida gators alabama's ranked 18th and from then on we're gonna find out what alabama's made of but you have to congratulate brad bohannon and these guys for going out and winning the games and remember one of the bugaboos about this team in the last couple of years is Alabama played well on the weekend and turn around and lose these midweek games, you know, to Samford and South Alabama and whatever. And they haven't been doing that. So um, this weekend they host the Columbia Lions from the Ivy League. Um, those are three winnable games, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out what we got when we get to Gainesville. But I have kudos to Brad Bohannon for the strong start. 
Not that I have a historical dictionary in my brain regarding SEC baseball. I've, I've followed it casually for decades, but not weekend to weekend until the last five years. This league, to me now, looks deeper than ever. Oh, this league is this is it. This is an insane league. Which, by the way, you know, Alabama, their best start ever was 15 and 0 back in 1997. They were the runner up that year. If Roberto Vaz doesn't step on a baseball and break his foot, I'll, I'll argue with anybody. They're the national champs that year. Alabama, had, the SEC has nine teams ranked bill in the top 25 and i've said it before on your show we talk and we pat ourselves on the back about how great sec football is it's the king sec football doesn't hold a candle to sec baseball the level is intense i mean every weekend is just a grueling grind sec baseball is and it's amazing i've had so many people tell me that they've quit watching the major league level game and they get hooked on sec baseball because the quality of play is so phenomenal and hey you go watch any Friday night and most Saturday night games in the SEC, that starting pitcher is going to be a very, very high draft pick in the upcoming Major League Pets. It's just a phenomenal baseball league. Kevin Hagan joins us each and every Friday right here in this slot. Anything of note? regarding football yeah we finally found out when we're going to start spring football practice alabama of course still going to be on spring break this next week monday march the 20th alabama will begin their first of their 15 spring football practices uh the first scrimmage will be on friday april the 7th because of easter weekend uh coaches clinic scrimmage number two april 15th leading up to the a day so i've had a lot of alabama fans messaging me saying when are we going to hit the field we're going to get spring football practice it's always great to see guys out there i know there's some frustration they haven't released the Uniform numbers for some of the new freshmen, uh, they released the uh, the weight changes, and it's funny how people can get so excited because somebody get lost or gained four pounds or whatever. But, yeah, Monday, March the 20th, we'll see uh, Alabama take the field with their two new coordinators to, uh, as I would say, begin the 2023 football season. You told me, and I had no idea, and I don't even know what your story is, that you have recently retired Jimmy Beheim. a story about him. Yeah, this is crazy, Bill. Um, so it, it, back in December, I was at 2008, Tate's Creek High School, where I went to high school and my boys went to high school. We were hosting a really prestigious uh, holiday basketball tournament and had a number of the top teams in the country. Uh, Kevin Stallings, son from Brentwood Academy, was one of the people there. So we, we brought a lot of top coaches in. Roy Williams was there. Uh, Billy Clive Gillespie staggered in. Uh, and one of the coaches that showed up to scout a player was Jim Beheim. I was the president of the Booster Club. I looked up at the concession window, and there's Jim Beheim. And I'm like, hey, Hey, coach, how you doing? And, and, and I said, hey, you know, we got a hospitality room. Why don't you come sit? And he's like, no, nah, nobody. I said, no, come on, come on, come on. And he, he he came and sat down. So he sat down and when Harley made the room, he said, hey, why don't you join me? So, Bill, we sat there for an hour, one-on-one, uh, talking, Jim Beheim and myself, reliving the greatness of Big East basketball. I mean, you know, John Thompson, Rolly Massimino, Louis Carnesecca. Uh, Bill Rafferty. I mean, if you remember in the 80s, Big Monday on ESPN was must-watch TV. And you know the old saying, I went to a fight and a Big East basketball game broke out. Well, at the end of the hour, he handed me his business card. And I thought, I ain't no big deal, right? So a couple of days later, I sent him an email. And I said, hey, thanks for you know stopping by Chase Freak High School. It's an honor to talk to you. Well, he emailed me back. Well, we just kind of kept emailing. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but his second wife, Julie, is actually from Cynthiana, Kentucky. Uh, they, were, they were introduced at a 1994 Derby party here in Lexington by none other than Rick Patino. Okay, Rick Patino's response, and Julie, by the way, is his 
gorgeous as as Jim is kind of average. Well, we just kind of kept kind of emailing off and on over the years. And a couple of years later, they came back to visit Julie's family and he contacted me and said, hey, I'm going to be in Lexington. If you're not busy, what do you say we hook up for lunch? And we met again for lunch to continue talking Big East basketball. So I mean, it's not like we talk real regularly. I haven't talked to him in several, several years. Uh, but, you know, when I hear people say, oh, he's a curmudgeon, whatever. Nah, the Jim, the Jim Mayheim that I've gotten to spend some time with was a really funny guy with a really dry sense of humor that really loves his players. So congratulations to Jim Mayheim on 47 seasons as the Head's uh, basketball coach at Syracuse. I just, I just can't imagine watching Syracuse games moving forward without Jim Bayham on the sidelines. But he was a really cool, humble guy. Good stuff as always, Kevin. Thank you. Have a great weekend as always, and roll tide. There he is, Kevin Hagan joins us each and every Friday. There is the latest basketball, baseball, football, Jim Bayheim story, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Outstanding work by Kevin Hagan each and every Friday. We're at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Yeah. Now, you hear me talking about it every day, but we're not here every day. We're here. We're at the Omni site of, well, just a block or two away, the SEC Basketball Tournament. And uh, my I, two, two, two of my boys were over there yesterday, had a fantastic time. They watched games through the day into the night and had an absolute blast I've had people hit me up about tickets, and the station got no tickets, so I I don't have any. If we had some, I'd be promoting it. But anyways, come down here. But let me just give you a key little note. I'll say this again. If Kentucky loses today, and they play Vanderbilt, yeah. If they lose today, Vanderbilt just beat them in Lexington here recently. There'll be plenty of tickets. No, nobody occupies seats and travels in basketball like Kentucky to the SEC tournament or to whatever venue, right? There's nothing like Kentucky basketball. If you took all the other fan bases and added them up, it wouldn't be Kentucky basketball. You may hate them. That's fine. Yeah, you may hate them, but, but their fans travel better than all other basketball fans, and They have the only fan base that I have seen in my many, many decades talking about college basketball in the SEC now that travels comparably to Kentucky would be back in the day under Nolan Richardson, Arkansas. I remember being in the Georgia Dome in the uh, mid-'90s when Nolan Richardson won a national championship, got to another championship game, and Kentucky and Arkansas would have epic battles, epic historic battles. And I remember being in the Georgia Dome, and Arkansas fans rivaled the Kentucky fan base in numbers. That's the only example I have that's close. And I'm talking about, from Arkansas to over in Atlanta. That's not a two- or three-hour trip, right? And thousands and thousands of them in the Georgia Dome supporting Arkansas. And other than the Eddie Sutton late 70s team that in 1978 got to the Final Four for Arkansas, that's before he took the Kentucky job. And they got to the Final Four and they had – 
Sidney Moncrief, Marvin Delp, and I'm, I'm leaving out some names, but just some phenomenal talent back then. That Nolan Richardson run is the best run ever at Arkansas. And it included a national championship win over Duke, remember, and a big Scotty Thurman shot there late, big three-pointer. And then the other championship game they played, which was against UCLA, and they lost to the O'Bannon guys, the brothers, O'Bannon brothers, that year Jimmy Herrick was the coach who later on coached Rhode Island and then Georgia, remember? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Herrick. But, but, so he got to back-to-back championship games, won them. That's the peak ever. Those Arkansas fans back then followed Arkansas to the SEC tournament like Kentucky fans always follow their basketball team. That's the only example that I have that's close. Topwater Assassin says, Bill, it's the same in the ACC. North Carolina fans dominate the tournament. They lost last night. I might take my son to see Clemson Saturday if they win tonight. <laughs> you, you, you may not have to pay for a ticket. There may just be some on the floor somewhere, like, like on the street. Maybe some tickets. So if Kentucky loses today and you want to come see SEC tournament games, don't fight somebody for a ticket. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Not that hard. Brad Powers coming up, hour number three. Omni Nashville Hotel. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? 
Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel, The Bill King Show. Yeah, David Walker, former Aggie quarterback. One name I left out, I mentioned Sidney Moncrief and Marvin Delft. Ron Brewer was the one I didn't. Wasn't there a wasn't the big man named Counts? Last name Counts on that team. Yeah, that was a Final Four team, and uh, very exciting, very electric. Said he saw them in college. Yeah, got got to see them in person in college. Now this is a good one. Josh in London, Ohio. This is a good one. By way of Picktown. 2001 Miami, Bill. 09 Bama. Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock. Go. Now, here's, here's the debate. Do you know? I think you know where I'm going. Obviously, the 01 Miami, 0102, right in there. We're talking about generational talent. A roster with just crazy talent. Let's begin there. Let's let's begin there. The problem, and that team won the national championship pretty easily. The problem is. Larry Coker is the head coach. 
And Larry Coker's not a very good head coach. He's got a national championship. He's got another one that on paper he should have won, but the Buckeyes beat him next year. But the problem is he's going against an 0-9 Bama team that's very gifted, not as many probably high-level pros as Miami, but a very gifted team. Some say that might be Saban's best natty team of all of them. But the problem you have is, from a Miami point of view, is you're going against a coach who is immeasurably better than Larry Coker. You're talking about the best college football coach of all time, historically, versus a guy who was, because of pure luck, handed the keys to the Miami talent and eventually ran it right into the dirt. That's, that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. Remember, we had Larry Coker on the show uh, probably six, seven years ago. Yeah, somewhere in there. And I tried to make an hour out of it, and he wasn't good enough. I'm not trying to be mean. Larry Coker's a very nice guy. I am not trying to be disparaging. But he was so boring, I couldn't get an hour out of it. I tried. And I thought, I mean, with the topic of Miami, what happened in the Ohio State game, what happened on that call, the name of the official who made the call, all that I couldn't get, I couldn't extract any more water out of the rock. I tried. I thought this would make an hour where I wish we had two hours. Really, I probably could have done it in 20 minutes. (laughs) But that's the problem. So Josh wanting to go 0-1 Miami, 0-9 Bama, on paper, you'd go Miami. But the problem is coaching matters. And you're giving Nick Saban. Now, remember, this is not the playoff era. This is BCS era. Nick Saban's got a month to game plan this. So I think that game would probably be a pretty good game. I don't know. what. Here, here's the ultimate question. You know me. Coaching trumps everything. Recruiting, talent. But when you have Miami's talent, as well as they were playing against Alabama, and Bama had tons of talent too. What wins in this matchup? Ultimately, personnel or the brilliance of Nikki? That's the debate. It's a fantastic question. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And tell you what. Remind me, Brad's going to be with us in 15 minutes. I'll ask him to put a spread on that game. Now, again, we're talking about two different teams, about not quite 10 years apart, but almost 10 years apart. Uh, Putting a spread on a make-believe game is not something you can be totally 100% accurate. But if anybody can give you an estimate on what that might look like, he could. Yeah, he could. I'll ask him about it. Kirkland down in Macon. Bill, Kevin must know something the public does not know about the Brandon Miller situation. 
Kevin in Dublin, what about LSU 19, Southern Cal 04? I think somebody did somebody bring that up the didn't we get into that the other day? Maybe I think we did. Anyways. I I I'm gonna go against the grain on this one, I think. I I don't think we've seen another offense better than the nineteen LSU offense. And that includes Southern Cal that had Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert and Dwayne Jarrett and all that. Landale White. I just I mean that LSU team had a first round draft pick at running back. I don't think he's proven to be that kind of player, but but that year and the receivers for LSU are better. Joe Burrow's back. I mean, Matt Leinart and Joe Burrow, there's no comparison, right? And Matt Leinart was a hell of a college player. He ain't Joey Burrow. I'm going LSU. Now, you may say, well, Bill, but you got Coach O there. And and Pete DePoodle, who wins that one? Well, obviously, Pete Carroll's a better coach, but much better. We'll take the break. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. What happens to your decision making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four day old macaroni. The bottom line. Drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. What we want is beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name, because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. There's a weekend in July where the baseball world revolves around a village in upstate New York. Baseball Hall of Fame induction weekend in Cooperstown is an unforgettable experience filled with family-friendly activities and priceless moments. 
Make your plans today for July 21st through the 24th for the induction of Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland as the class of 2023. Visit BaseballHall.org today for the entire schedule. See you in Cooperstown, where the journey becomes legend. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. In oh, 12 minutes, Brad Power Sports. And uh, now he is putting out his basketball picks. And obviously, he's always ready to talk football. So either way, if you have any questions about games today, any of the tournaments, any of the matchups, trends, things of that nature, Brad is in that mode right now. Brad Power Sports. And that'll be, oh, about 10 minutes, 10 minutes from now. And remind me to put some spreads on, some guesstimates of what the spreads would be. For example, Josh brought it up earlier. 01 Miami, 09 Alabama. What did he say? What was the other one? 04 Southern Cal, 19 LSU. That'd be another one. Yeah, that'd be another one. Also, here's here's a question. Let's just say since 2000. So 2000. Bobby Stoops won the natty, right? To now, when Georgia's won back-to-back. If we put all those teams in a tournament together, who'd be the favorite? That's a fantastic mental <laughs> exercise. May give you a headache. Because think about everybody in this audience fighting that one out. If you're a Clemson fan, you got two natties in there, you like your team that, that – beat the uh, Alabama team that was the Death Star, right? Whooped them. Buckeyes have a natty in there. Actually, they got two natties. If we're going from 2000, they got two natties in there. Florida State's got one in there. Auburn's got one in there. LSU's got three in there. Alabama has a million of them in there. Texas has one in there. Uh, Southern Cal does. Florida does. Tennessee missed out. No, Tennessee's was 98. Yeah, Florida's got two in that span, in that time frame. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see if Brad Brad's always ready. First and foremost. Bitcoin Playboy, Bill, speaking of Miami, Snellenberger always dressed to the nines like he was going to sweet talk 
a widow out of her nest egg after the game. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. That's some good word, wordsmithing. Now, here's the only thing about Snellenberger. If you've ever been around him, um, and, and Howard, Howard passed away, right? Didn't Snellenberger? Yeah, he passed away. He only had one thing that irritated me. Snellenberger always had a pipe. I'm not a fan of any of that stuff, right? He always he would always have that pipe. And you know what? That's that's his business. I get it. I mean, that's not my business. I just that's just a I don't know. I don't like that. Just me. Maybe it has something to do with losing my mom to cancer because of smoking. But I just never liked that. But yes, no, no. Very good dude. We had him on the show to talk about his days back on Bear Bryant's staff at Kentucky, his days at Miami, how they recruited, and how they built up that 83 team and all that. Then he left for the USFL, took a job that ended up not being a job, ended up at Louisville. All his various – Oklahoma was a disaster. Of course, Howard had some problems when he was at Oklahoma. But – we had him on. We even asked him, remember, we even asked him about the mythical athletic department banquet where Bear got the Mickey Mouse watch and uh, Adolph Rupp got the Cadillac. Remember, we asked him about that. It, it was just, and unfortunately, he debunked that myth, <laughs> which we already knew it was wasn't true. Noel Kev says, Bill, what do you think Colorado's going to do this year? Now, do you just mean on the field? I think they're going to be overrated because of all the additions and Dion. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like that hire. I just think initially they're going to be overrated. I'd probably fade Colorado. Now, don't you don't want my betting advice, okay? I'm just telling you, that's what I would probably do. You ask Brad what he would do. I think Brad's already bet the under team win total for them. I think he's already done that. And I think their team win total's five, five and a half, something like that. Now, again, when I say I think they're going to be overrated in the beginning, that just means initially. I don't know. I'm open to the possibility that this Rick George out-of-the-box decision to go get Dion might just be a smart decision, okay? Might be. I like the idea regardless. I said it weeks ago. If this turns out to be a disaster and Dion can't coach on that level and it unravels and they go back to being 1-11, which they were last year, I'm still going to say that was a good idea. It was an out-of-the-box, let's not do what everybody else does. Let's really go outside the box and try something here. And if it doesn't work, my adage, my reply will be, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You took a shot. Just saying. Ken down there in Georgia, can you imagine the argument in seeding those teams in that tournament? Yeah. Would you like to be... Take a couple. I'm not a headache guy, but I would probably take a couple of Motrin before I sat down and tried to seed that group. He's right. Can you? Wow. Maybe, maybe get Stetson Bennett to pour me a.
small shot of Pappy's too. Before I start seeding that group. Imagine the social media backlash when your seeding came out. Doesn't matter who you seeded where, right? You're going to get killed. That'd be fun. That part would be fun, though. Brad, when we come back, Omni National Hotel. <laughs> 